0: You are listening to the official Acts Two podcast. For more information and resources, please visit our website at www.acts2orlando.com.
1: You guys are just the best. It has felt so good to be here this weekend um, with our team. We have just felt so welcome. We have felt like like we we came with intention to give um, what God's poured into us just to just pour it out. And then we show up here and we're like, oh my gosh, we're getting overwhelmed. There's just so much. We just feel richer for having been here. This um, Paul and I were discussing, um, I think it was on Friday night, he just said, this congregation is just full of high caliber people. You guys are high caliber people in the spirit, in the natural, just, um, it, it's just been a pleasure to be here with you and, and just see what God's done you know, in you and, and this weekend as well, but but really, just to to tap into what God's been doing here at X two and and your leadership is phenomenal. We've had yep. a beautiful chance to meet with each one of them and and just hear um, their hearts, hear what God's doing, and uh, we're just blown away. There's, and and the, um, the the level of wisdom, the level yep. of generosity yep. and honor yep. and and connection that they are intentional about developing. Um, is tremendous and, and, and where you guys are operating but then the humility to go right. but there's stuff we don't know and and we're ready to learn and 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 wherever God is teaching it and whatever package it looks like recognizing that's God and I need that um, that's tremendous that that's that's rare and it's tremendous yes it is
2: and so. and you just stole my prophetic words so <laughs> <our own> <Okay>. I want to give a prophetic word then. Uh, come on up, Thomas. Thomas is going to have us do another prophetic act yeah. that, that God told him, gave him this morning. Um, but I just want to release over you. You already mentioned the humility, the going low of this congregation and the hunger for his presence, no matter what it costs you, uh, is, is a hallmark And God always will respond to hunger for presence and going low in humility. And I believe God in in the next... I'm not going to give time frame, but it's just going to happen that the presence become stronger because you're willing to go after it. No matter what he's willing, you guys are willing to, to break in and do something different because you just want him to show up. It's not about it's not about uh, flash. It's not about uh, uh, making an impression. It's about letting Jesus show up because he's the one not only that we adore, but he's the one that's going to do the work inside of people. Even as Susan, and I preach this morning, it's not about our words, even though God rides on. The words because it's about Jesus and his presence. So there's going to become an increase of presence in this place. There's also going to become an increase of humility. Not he's going to lead you into more humility, but the Bible promises that the exaltation always comes after being humble. And I believe it's going to be an exaltation of the congregation, an exaltation of people who are willing to go low because he always exalts the humble. So look forward to that. Expect it to happen. Please don't stop going after the presence or being humble because that's, well, that's what Jesus did. That was his life. God, Father, what are you doing in the moment? And he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So we bless you. And I, I, I bless you at home groups that so many of you are involved with. Go after the presence. Go after the humility and uh god's going to blow up your homes yes, not just yeah. not just here because he loves community and he, he made family yes. and community in Jesus name so i want you to do that prophetic act okay, okay just okay.
0: um so i want you guys to stand up and get a little bit of space and um, that's how we love to do prophetic acts um and just as okay and just as you're humble and hungry and going after God. He's going after you at the same, yeah, the yeah, same yeah. level. So what we're doing is this, okay? Follow along and then we'll do it all together all at once. So first it's I am a fountain of God's goodness. <laughs> I'm fountain of and God's goodness, goodness. And you just picture his goodness and his love just bubbling out of you so where you can't control it, okay? One more time. I am a fountain, fountain of, of God's, God's goodness. goodness. Okay, and then I am a target of his affection. I'm a target
2: of his affection, then, and you be, you,
0: be, you become like an archery target that's just waiting there. Okay, so I am a target, target of his affection. Target of his affection. And then, in your cheekiest, silliest voice, you say this: "You say, and he never misses."
2: <laughs> and he never misses. <laughs> and as you're saying
0: that, you just picture an arrow of his love coming and just striking the bullseye of your heart. Okay, so let's do it all at once. Okay. I am um, a target. Oh, I said it wrong. Okay, here we go. One more time, one more time. I'm excited for that last part if you can't tell. <laughs> okay, so it's gonna be I'm a fountain of his goodness.
2: Um, I am a fountain, fountain
0: of, of his goodness. goodness. I am a target, target of, affection, of affection. And he, he never, never misses. misses.
2: <laughs> awesome, thank you. Very good, very good. Awesome. <laughs> I think you need to do that whenever God brings it to mind, even if you're in the car. Just for a second, take your hands off the wheel, and I'm a target. I'm a target. I'm moving moving target. It was about 15 years ago or so when our daughter, our oldest daughter, Hosanna, was about five or six years old that we came down to your city and went to Disneyland. Oh, Disney World? Sorry. Disney World's a lot better than Disneyland in California. We came down as a family. We were having so much fun, but like always happens in the summertime in this part of Florida, a thunderstorm came up in the middle of the afternoon, and we were at one of the shows in one of the arenas at Disney World it came up so fierce so furious and so fast that they announced you guys need to leave the arena there's lightning and you need to go for cover as we went for cover we lost our 6 year 6 or 7 year old daughter hosanna we had our boy our boy at that point was was with us and we ran for cover and we get to where there's no rain and no chance for lightning and hosanna wasn't there Anybody ever lost their child before? That's the scariest thing in the world so so it's pouring rain it's thundering it's lighting we have no idea where she's at I'm running around all through Disney World at least in, in the area where she could have gone to Hosanna Hosanna where are you Hosanna I checked the bathrooms I checked any other booths that were there I, I, I went back to the arena Hosanna people thought I was trying to witness no I was scared <laughs> I was really scared and we just kept calling out for her. We didn't know what to do. But then we remembered. We told her, go back. If we ever get separated, go back to the last place we all were. And like a good girl that she is, she was actually back underneath the covering of the arena, taken, being taken care of by a very nice lady. We go back. She's fine. She wasn't even that much scared. We were the scared ones. And we got her and we hugged her we just wanted our daughter back we wanted to know where she was we wanted her to be safe in the same way can you imagine a, a dad an earthly dad wanting their child back how much more God wants all his children back yes. and what, he will, what what lengths he will go to to get his children back Hosanna Hosanna where are you, child, son, daughter? Our theme this weekend has been from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 make the most of every opportunity, for the days are evil. The King James redeem the time. And throughout this weekend, we've been talking about grabbing back time from the devil or from distraction or any other, any other force and making it our own and doing it for the good of the kingdom, acting through that time for the good of the kingdom to expand. Today, we want to talk about taking back time so that people know the truth of the compassion of God. So that he can get his kids back. Because when you know how good he is. You'll want him. When they know how kind he is. They'll want him. And we get to be the, the avenue through which they come to the father. It's time to snatch back what the enemy has taken. And what he's distorted. I believe that the devil tries to make up. Things in his head of how he can how he can destroy or diminish or dissolve the uh, the influence of the church. A long time ago, he had a meeting with his his minions, and they said, "What can we do to destroy the the the, the power of the Christian Church? We could kill all the Christians. That that'd work. Uh, we could." and trap them so they don't look very much like their leader. Uh, We could could cause the church people to fight and so that they split off and they make little churches all over the place. Or we could just uh, make church services very boring so nobody wants to come to the effect of the Christian church. Every single one of those things has worked. But I think I think the devil said, that's that's good, but that's not good enough. I, the devil, would say, I need to distort and pervert the perceptions of who people think God is, and if I can take away the truth about how good and loving and kind and patient God is, no, nobody's going to want this God, so I can just... I can just put Kent Christianity away and and work on something else. Thus was born the picture of God. I know you're not taught this here. I'm giving you a picture for the world. The picture of God as a yardstick wielding, distant, unapproachable, angry, capricious God to in whom people believe or in whom people run away from and never get a chance to believe in. Therefore, it's way past time for us to grab the time and and, 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 and recover the time, make the most of every opportunity and give the timeless truth of the compassion of God that the devil has distorted. What time is it? What time is it? It's imperative that we literally make the most of every opportunity and give away and speak confidently of God's heart, heart heart-wrenching compassion for the whole wide world. That's what we're gonna talk about, compassion for the world, and Susan's gonna talk about compassion for ourselves so that we can model who God really is. It's time the devil doesn't get any more power to distort who God is. Yeah. That's right. Look at Hosea. Look at Hosea chapter 11 in your Bible. It's going to be on the screen, but I'd love to have you look at it at your phone or your Bible. Hosea chapter 11. As you know, because you're well taught here and you're well studied here and you're in the home groups. As you know, the uh, the children of Israel... Went through stages, and it seemed like they always went down and rejected God. And then he'd, say, he'd send a prophet, and they'd come back up believing. Here in Hosea, Susan talked about Hosea last night. Here in Hosea, he, they've rejected him again. They've turned their back on him again, even though he's been so good to them. And verse number 8 says this. This is God speaking. This is the emotions of God. This is, the, this is who God really is. He says, how? I want to I destroy you. You deserve to be destroyed. How? But how can I give you up Ephraim? Another name for Israel. How can I hand you over Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? Or how can I make you like Zebuim? Those are the cities that were destroyed with Sodom and Gomorrah my heart is changed within me all my compassions are aroused i will not carry out my fierce anger nor will i turn and devastate you guys for i am god and i'm not fickle like man the holy one among you i will not come in wrath couple more verses the result of him not coming in wrath and him arousing his compassions is uh, they will follow the Lord he will roar like a lion when he roars his children will come trembling from the west they will come trembling like birds from Egypt where they're they're in captivity like doves from Assyria where they're locked up and I will settle them in their homes declares the Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, just wants his kids to come home. He just wants his kids back. So he's not going to come in anger. He says here to them who so deserve it. America deserves it. The world deserves it. But he says, I'm not like man, but I am God. And I will not come in wrath, but I will roar. And they'll come trembling to where they really want to come to, where they really need to come to where they really find a home what time is it it's imperative that we literally give away and speak confidently of god's heart-wrenching compassion for the world you guys do that i know pastor andrew preaches that other other pastors here preach that we're just adding to the fire of the intensity of the need for this in the world look at isaiah chapter 59 if you would please Isaiah chapter 59. If you've never read through the last, from 40 to 66, chapters 40 to 66 in Isaiah, and you need some place to read because you're not sure where to open up your Bible to when you have your morning devotion, go to Isaiah 40 through 66 and just start reading it because there's so much power and love and, and, and declarations and glory on those, ver- those chapters that's going to help us in this time and this age. The Days are evil. We make the most of our opportunity. Look at Isaiah 59. Uh, uh, I guess it's, it's, the, verse, the verses on the screen are going to start at verse number 16, uh, 14. God is saying this, I, you, you guys keep rejecting me? You keep on uh, disobeying me? Uh, there's no truth any place, he says. So he says, so justice is driven back and righteousness stands at a distance. Truth has stumbled in the streets, honesty can't enter. Truth is nowhere to be found in your community, in your, in your lives. Whoever shuns evil becomes a prey. Someone who stands up for God gets, gets, gets kicked down. But Look at this. The Lord looked and was displeased. Not at the... He was displeased, but he's not saying I'm displeased at the no truth, but he was displeased that there was no justice. He saw that there was no one He was appalled that there was no one to intervene. So his own arm worked salvation for him and his own righteousness sustained him. He put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal. As in a cloak. Nobody's there to save you. Nobody's there to pull you back to the truth. I'll do it myself. By hanging on a cross. He stretched out his own arms. In order to pull them back to himself. So that they can find their forever home. In him. The word. The word for compassion. In the Old Testament means to pity. Or to console. To console. But it also means to repent. Do you realize that the, though God doesn't change his mind, we can affect his plans? When we call out to him, whether individually for ourselves or whether or whether for our community, he says, I will have mercy, even though I wanted to have judgment against you. What does the father? in the Old Testament look like? What makes God the Father in the Old Testament different from any other God in the world? It's his compassion. Yes, he has justice. Yes, he has has holiness. And he's 100% just. He's 100% holy. But he's also 100% mercy. Think about that sometime. 100% all those things. I think sometimes we as human beings put them in our camp where we are 100% just and 100% holy in our outlook and 75% merciful or compassionate because it's not right. And no, it's not right. And God doesn't wink at sin, and, and God doesn't God doesn't take lightly when we do that, but his mercy comes sweeping in, and he says, I'll take the I'll take the punishment, I'll do the I'll take the justice that's deserved so that I can give you mercy. He wants the world to know how merciful he is. What sets God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob apart? Jesus does. Jesus is God. And the same one who was in the Old Testament is in the New Testament. But we see him with skin on. Walking up to Matthew, the tax collector. And seeing what God can do in his heart. And he says, come follow me. And Matthew gets converted because he felt the kindness of God. The same God of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New Testament who went to the woman caught in adultery. He didn't, he didn't wink at her sin. He said, who condemns you? No one, Jesus. And neither do I go and sin no more. As was said in the prayer meeting this morning, it's the kindness of God that calls us, makes us want to repent. It's the same God of the Old Testament who hung on the cross and said, Father, forgive them who just put nails in my wrist and who ripped my back apart and put a crown of thorns on my head. Forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. The word for compassion in the New Testament, if Jesus could, if God could increase in, in, in compassion, which he can't, it just seems like he did because pity, mercy, mercy, is what the Old Testament defines compassion as. The New Testament word is splanchnizomai. Teach your kids that word, splanchnizomai. And it means a gut-wrenching uh, love and and action that comes out almost like almost like you feel like, you feel like you, you see some injustice or you you want somebody to know the love of Jesus and you get sick to your stomach because you just want them to know that God doesn't treat them like that and that wow. God wants them home. That's what splatnizomai means, the compassion of Jesus for you. When he landed, he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. When he saw the crowds, he had splatnizomai on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And God is crying out today and he's saying, who will help me get my children back? Who will tell them who I really am? Because when they know who I really am, that I paid the debt for their sin, that I rose again from the dead, and that I just adore them, they'll want me when they know how good I am. And when they come running, they'll drop their sin off because they'll run into my holiness and into my love and they'll just say, Ha, I've got what I came looking for. I just didn't know I needed him. All it takes is a, a humble heart to say, "I need forgiveness." Dear people, we see—I—I—I—I'm I, teaching myself as I'm as I'm preaching this, and I preached this a couple times, so I guess I'm still in process. We see them as a- addicts, far from the kingdom. God sees them as His kids. We see and maybe get frustrated with them. I try to ask God, God, how do you see that person that you want home? Don't assume that they really love the darkness or that they really are enjoying being lost. In fact, nobody likes being an orphan. And we get to tell them there's a forever home for you with daddy. Jesus break my heart with what breaks yours <laughs> thrill my heart with with what thrills yours let me shed tears for you for what makes you cry there's a little girl in about fourth grade who I've actually seen this happen who who had a weak bladder and she's in uh, she's in She's in the class and all of a sudden she just pees her pants all over her, her little desk, the, the, the desk in the chair attached, She just and it went all over the floor. A little boy saw what happened, wanted to protect her from shame. Immediately he got up, went to the back of the room, found the fish bowl that had fish and water in it, and walked up to her desk and accidentally bumped into her and dumped the water all over her and over her seat and the floor so that he got the blame for the water on the floor not her pee that had hit it a couple seconds earlier that's compassion that's the the beauty of jesus i believe that a time is coming when there'll be a there'll be uh, a move of god I pictured this way, his hand from heaven reaches down and the blood from his nail-scarred, nail-pierced hand drops into the ocean. And you know how it causes ripple effect? It causes ripple effects to, to every beach and every, every coast around the world. And the blood of Jesus becomes a tsunami that steps, in, that, that, that flows in. And as people run away from the tsunami, we are on the lifeguard chairs saying, don't run from it, run to it. The blood of Jesus is your friend, the one who dropped the blood already paid for your sins, and he just wants you to come home. There's a move of God happening, you guys. And you're not going to miss it. You haven't missed it. You're in the midst of it. But it's increasing more and more and more and more. And for me, I just want even more of a tender heart that can't believe that he loves me as much as he does. And a tender heart that gives me as much splatness much my as he had so that people come home just by being in my presence. Who will go, who will speak, who will write, who will love like the exquisite lover? Because it's, it's kindness that draws us to the cross. Jesus, is there anyone you weren't thinking of when you died on the cross? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone you didn't pay the price for? on the cross, Jesus, were you thinking of me on the cross? Jesus, will you reject anyone who reaches out for you? Even even if it seems to us insincere, will you ever reject them? No, 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 you are compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And you've got compassion for the United States for Orlando, for 2nd Acts, for every single person in this place. In Jesus' name.
1: So we've been talking about the compassion of God for the world and that only can flow through us as we understand God's compassion for us. So we're not lost, but we still need the compassion. We need to live in that place of compassion. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about our journey. How many of you have had children in your home? How many of you ever were a child? (laughs) Okay, how many of you know that when uh, that a, a baby when it's born is fully human? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and how many of you have expected your fully human 3-month-old child to walk into the kitchen, open the fridge and make themselves lunch? <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, no, we we understand that. Like that's just a given. You're 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 3 months old. You're not going to do that. There are things that you can do though you're that you're fully human but you can't do when, when you're new, when you're just born. There are things that, um, that you will be able to do, but that you may not be walking on when you are just born again. There are things that you may not do when you are young in the spirit, when you're still in the beginning of your walk. When, when you're in the middle of the walk, there are things that you will not do or be walking in that you will be later at the end of your walk. So there's grace. And and if we don't understand that, if we don't understand the compassion of God when when we're young, when we're the three month old, when we're when the five-year-old, when we're when we're the 18-year-old, when we're the middle age, if we don't understand that, I'm talking about our spiritual journey, then we will get frustrated and we'll give up and we'll just go, it's just not worth it. I hate this. (laughs) It's it's not good. If we think he's angry, if we think he's disappointed. Well, just stop. We lose heart. Like, it's hard. It's no fun. I love Pastor Andrew said the other day, you know, if this stops being fun, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm done. No, that, of course, the Christian life, as we keep our eyes on our compassionate Father, like, there's joy to be had. There's fun to be had. Um, there's no reason to lose heart. The Bible says in Psalm 103, verse 13, like a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on us. Paul's talking about the just the, the heart attitude. These are the emotions of God. These are this is the compassion. He's moved. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on us. Not just the lost. He has compassion on us, the ones that should know better, we tell ourselves. When um, So Paul mentioned Hosanna, our daughter. We have four children. Um, when Hosanna was about seven, um, our son Elisha was four. And how many of you have two kids in your household? Yeah, so you probably have an older and a younger. Have you ever seen this dynamic of the younger one just wants to do everything The big kids do. Yeah, that's totally Elisha. He was not going to be level. He's like, he's our competitive one. You can do it? I can do it better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can totally do this. So Hosanna could do something. He wanted to do it too. Hosanna and all her little friends are out riding their bikes without training wheels. So Elisha's like, I want to ride my bike without training wheels. Okay, we'll give it a go. So, you know, you can't keep up when you got the training wheels. You just can't do all the things the big kids do. So so we said, all right, and we took the training wheels off. And so that kid, determined as he was, went out there, and he tried, and he failed. And so, like, no, you can do it, buddy, you can do it. So he gets on, and he tries a second time, and he failed. But he went got on that bike a third time. And the third time, he gives it his best shot, and he tries, and he failed. And that was it, he was done. He gave up, he's like, that's it. He took his little bike and parked it in the garage and didn't touch it anymore. He's like, I'm done. I hate that feeling of failing, I'm done. I'm not gonna try it anymore. Big crocodile tears. (laughs) That was from dad. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, buddy, don't give up. But he just hated that feeling. He hated that feeling. I'm I'm not going to try because I'm failing. I don't. And so some of us do that. And we go... I hate this feeling like I, I, I try and step out, I try and risk, I try and press into something and, and it doesn't work and, and I try it again and it doesn't work and, and I'm watching somebody else ride in their bike fast down the street and I'm back here trying to keep up and I hate that feeling so I'm putting my bike away. I hate that. I hate that feeling of failure so we settle for a second class relationship with God. God's doing the big crocodile tears. Baby, don't put your bike away. Don't do that. If we think that God is disappointed or he's frustrated, that's when the bike goes in the in the garage. But if we understand his compassion towards us, it changes everything. So got another little illustration paul's going to help with <laughs> have you ever you're you're in florida so have i'm sure all of you have been to a pool have you ever seen a little kid standing on the edge of the pool and then there's their daddy or their mommy in the pool going come on jump 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 you've seen this <laughs> have you ever seen the first time the kids trying to jump They go up to the pool and they're like, we're having fun in the pool, we're having fun. You're telling me to jump in? I don't know, that shallow end is safe, I don't know. And so he kind of goes up a little bit to the edge and Well my friends are over there and they're having fun playing something fun in the shallow end and uh, this is really scary. This is this is really scary. I don't think I can do that. That looks more fun. I think I'll Yeah. <laughs> and he turned the other way. That's scary. I don't know if I can go there. Yeah, that's my dad, but that's scary. So so he turns around, and and then that kid's got a decision to make. Some of us have done that, too. Like, oh, that's scary, that's scary. Now, what are the chances this little one is going to have confidence to turn around and try it and go, all right, you know what, maybe I will. If, in his imagination, he's going, I'll bet daddy's like, angry I'll bet daddy's so mad at me I'll bet daddy's gonna get out of the pool and go well forget that let me grab your sister <laughs> we'll try it with your sister how likely is that little kid to turn around and try yeah but and so sometimes it's, it's the pull of this other thing well this is fun this is easy. this is well maybe those kids are getting in trouble over there too. Well that looks like fun. I've never tried that and, and so you're willing to just go in there and and, and and this this pull of temptation. Maybe it's you know maybe it's a not so great thing that's pulling and keeping you face this direction. or maybe it's a fear. It's the fear of this. like this is scary. Yeah, I think I want it, but it's really scary. And so we've just turned the other direction. And then we're stuck. (laughs) Well, I want to encourage you. The Father's face is not angry. When we go, I don't think I can. God, I don't think I can. I, I don't think I can either because like this is this is strong or because this is scary either way he's not mad he's not upset he's not frustrated as a father has compassion on his children so the lord has compassion on us how we're we're still kids we're still his kids we are right here standing in weakness doesn't mean we don't love our dad we love him, but sometimes our love is weak. Sometimes our love, um, it, it's not mature, but it doesn't mean we don't love him. So don't talk yourself into thinking that you don't love him. You love him. He knows you love him. He wants you to remember you love him. He doesn't misunderstand this. He doesn't. There's love, there's still a connection. Sometimes we. That's the whole um, Jay was talking about fear and shame and condemnation. They all travel together. like sometimes that all piles on when we're like this. But God's never done that. As a father has compassion on his children, even in their weakness, so the Lord has compassion on us. God's watching our hearts. So you're looking at me and you're going, she's facing that way. (laughs) My feet are that way. God's not looking at our feet. He's looking at our hearts. And so here's the amazing, overwhelming thing is that as soon as our heart turns, as soon as this kid goes, I think I'm going to try I'm going to try. That's still really scary, but I think I'm going to try. As soon as it happens, as soon as there's this shift in the heart, the Father's heart is moved inside of him before our feet move. Like, our heart turns before our feet do. And the Father's heart is moved. It's that splagnosomite. It's moved with compassion inside of him. He's like, Yes! He's going to do it. She's going to do it. We haven't done anything. We haven't taken that first step. We've not even turned around. But he sees what's happening in our hearts. And he counts it victory. You have not. You're not in the pool. (laughs) You're not in the pool. You're not even facing the pool. But your heart has turned inside you. You go, you know what? I think I might sign up for that outreach. You, haven't, you never call anybody, you didn't write the email, but you go, I think I, I will sign up for that outreach. That scares me like crazy. And God goes, yes, she's going on outreach. People are getting saved. Like he's already seen the end game. He's seen it because your heart's turned. So the Lord's having compassion on you. I encourage you have compassion on yourself before you're walking in that victory, like the Lord sees your heart that very first, just the moment your heart turns, before your feet do He counts a victory. that's stage one of victory. Victory's not when you're in the pool. victory starts here. So stage one of victory. your heart turns, your feet haven't. Stage two. You're looking. You've turned, you're like, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, and you take that first step in that scary thing. You take that first step away from that addiction, that 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 stuff that's been pulling you, the you towards the thing that is that's made you afraid, the thing that you backed away from, maybe your whole life. You take that first step. Ah, his heart is celebrating. He's like, yes, it's victory. She's in the pool. Like, we're not in the pool. I'm just walking towards. But the Father knows because in your heart, you're going to the pool. In your heart, you are all in. You haven't walked it out yet. You haven't walked it out it's new. Maybe this is a whole new thing. But you go, I'm, I'm going to choose to push past fear. And he says, it's breakthrough. It's breakthrough. She's going my direction. That's stage two of victory. Have compassion on yourself. You're in stage two. It's victory. It's victory. Don't let anybody take that away from you. Don't let the devil steal that from you. It's victory. So there comes a point where you're like, there's no turning back. I am definitely, I'm all in. You've gained momentum. You've made the choice. And this stage three of victory is where this is, it's not the struggle that it was before. You've you've said no to the sin. You've just decided he is it. He's worth it. You have locked eyes with the one whose heart has been moved inside him. Do you know you're the one who did that? You moved his heart when your heart chose him, when you turned your heart towards him. So this, this is what God is seeing you doing today. No matter what it is, that that area of breakthrough, breakthrough that we've been talking about, All morning you've been hearing breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Fear, like it's gone. It got its eviction notice. Fear, like it's not calling, it's calling you over there, but you're said, no, that's not, I'm not partnering with that anymore. I'm choosing to push past fear. I'm not living in that. I'm going in the pool with my daddy because it's the compassion of God. He He wasn't angry when I was on the edge. It didn't matter. Are you guys going to do this with me? I want you to stand up in your seats. (laughs) All right. So I want you to think of an area right now where fear has held you back something that that you've just gone this is just too hard or god's calling me to do this whether it's you know maybe it's a family relationship and you've got to you've got to have a little bit of um, brave communication maybe it's um, a friendship that actually needs it's a relationship you got to cut off um, maybe it's um, something like the next level of boldness in your that to walk in the calling that you know that god has for you and you're like this is overwhelming it's too much Or maybe it's something you just know you gotta leave behind, something that's just unhealthy and is, and is keeping you out of splashing in the pool with your compassionate, loving, fun father. So think of that. I want you to have that in your mind. And the Lord's saying, "Will you choose me?" Now. If in your heart you answered yes, and if in your heart it was turned, your feet haven't turned. See, you're still in this room. You haven't walked it out yet. <laughs> but your feet and your, your heart has turned inside you and you've said yes. Then we're going to do a prophetic act because this is what the Lord sees happening. He sees you, you walking in. He sees you in the pool with it. It's victory already right now. Your yes was counted a victory. So on the count of three, we are gonna jump. Okay, everybody ready? You're not afraid. <laughs> okay, one, two, three. Yeah! Woo hoo! You want Okay. So, Father, I just pray right now for a courage that God, you would release courage over each one of the people in this room, courage to to um, lock eyes with you to to see and be moved by your compassion and courage to walk out where you already have counted victory because you've already said you can do it. I see it. I see you walking in that. So God, we just release courage, a great grace um, and breakthroughs all over in this room. And I declare over you, you are victorious. You are victorious. You walk in victory in Jesus' name.
2: And I ask you to do another prophetic act about the compassion of Jesus for the world as we pray for an increase of compassion. So many of you are, we we feel it in your hugs, we see it in your actions and what you do, but there's always more. There's always more love for the world. So the, the name, the word Hosanna means both, save us, oh God, and it turned into an act acclamation of praise that says we praise you oh Lord so I want you to call out and maybe move in your seat a little bit like I was running around Disney World and I want you to cry out Hosanna Hosanna oh God save us save people Lord we praise you that you're giving us an increase in capacity make us like you daddy let me see the world through your lenses daddy use us to get your kids back that's what we're praying as you shout out (inaudibleivals) at least 10 times hosanna 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 one two three go hosanna 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 He just heard your cry and he will fill you and he will give you what you asked for because he's rolling like a lion and he's bringing his kids home. Is there anybody here today that does not know this compassionate one who loves you more than you could ever imagine? Or is there anyone here today that used to know Jesus but you've been away from him for a little while and you've 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 said I don't I you would say in your heart I don't really know if I'm a, a Christian still. I want you to raise your hand because God's Pegging your heart and he's just saying, Hey, I just want you home. I've only got good gifts for you. Who would say, Jesus, forgive my sins? Jesus, come into my heart and be my savior. Whether you never did it before or whether you need to re-up it today because you've been away from him. Would you raise your hand right now? Because God's in the room and he wants people saved. Are you guys raising your hands or praying? Yeah, come, come on, come on down. Come on, come on up, you guys. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Okay, we're not done yet. There's still there's still at least one more in the room who God, who got your heart. Your be, your heart is beating really fast. You don't know if you really want to come up front. It's okay. We'll we'll just hug you. That's all we're going to do is hug you. And and you need to know for sure that if you die tonight, you would go to heaven, but not just that that's that's, that's not I don't like that bait. I just want you to have the abundant life that he promises you in his home here's another one right here thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus is there is there anyone else is there anyone else you have been away from jesus or you've just never had a chance to to say i want him i want to come home anybody else just come just come just come <laughs> oh, be the best decision you ever make. Here's another one right here. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. You are wonderful, my dear. If your team could take, do that, and actually, if you, actually, if you want to just come. We just love you guys. And I'm Pastor Andrew. He's, he's your pastor. And he's, he knows what God's doing. And he knows what God
3: needs to do here. So we love you, Pastor Andrew. Awesome. So good. Come on, you feel that? Okay. <laughs> We're going to have our team members up here, and we're going to be praying for people. Um, I I just want to share with you guys real quick. I'm totally, my heart's about beating out of my chest when she's sharing that story about the heart shift. Because a lot of you in here know my personal story of getting set free of 16 years of addiction. And when I felt God, even when I felt God in that moment, I had to make the choice to let my heart turn. I could have hardened it. I could have said never. I could have done that, but it was in that moment, that risk, that really highest place of risk of just letting your heart turn. So whatever it is, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're like facing right now, and you're saying, I know I need to just let my heart turn. Listen, the the breakthrough is so much greater than the fear you might be facing. And it's worth it. It's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Had I not done that right then, 20 years ago, Next week, actually. Had I not done that 20 years ago, I'd probably still be stuck in it. It was the extension of the hand of God in that moment that was just so profound and so real. So if it's in in you and you're feeling it right now, don't wait. Don't wait. Come up here and let somebody pray for you, prophesy over you. Let somebody bring you into a whole new place in the kingdom and experiencing him. Can we do that? All right. They're just going to start. You can keep coming here. But I want to also extend this to you. We, We bless them when they come here. But we want you to get in on it. So if you can take an envelope, you can, we'll put the slide up there, you can do the text to give thing, but just put love offering or put Paul and Susan on it or something, you can put it in the back, um, in the box back there before you leave. But this is how we're ending right now, okay? This is what we're doing. If you want to stay, soak in it, be a part of it, maybe pray for somebody, great. Um, if you have kids, though, we would ask you that you go pick those kids up, because it's really awkward when they get left here. So can we do that? I pray blessings on you. In Jesus' name, and we're just going to continue.
0: Thank you for listening to the Acts 2 podcast. Love God, love people, and live life.